that ties into reading, but it's also a topic of its own. Okay. Okay, Kyle Fall. Kyle Fall, and the date is November 12th, isn't it? Yeah. 2018. It is. Wait, November 12th? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. I did not know we're already on the 12th. Time, 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 is, time is it literally flying. It's already November. Mm hmm. It's almost 2019, dude. That's crazy. Time flies. That could be one. <laughs> there you go. Um, time, nature of time. Okay. So maybe these are just ideas we could do. Yeah. But uh, I guess we could start it off. Whoops, that's a lot better shake there, but it's all good. I want to make sure this is still recording. Okay, it is recording. Sounds good. We're good. Okay, so this is always the hardest part. Starting it off? Yeah, the intro. Okay. Welcome to the Zenfluence Podcast. Today I'm here with another special guest, Kyle Fall buddy, homie of mine, and this guy is really interesting because he is what I like to call an intellectual. Uh, he's been really skilled at developing different businesses online, had a marketing business, this guy played league professionally for a bit, this guy has done a lot of different things in his life, and he's just in his 20s, his, his young 20s. So I'm going to pass the microphone to him, he's going to introduce himself to you, and then this episode, we're going to be talking about different things from financial freedom to importance of reading, books, uh, mindset stuff, uh, and uh, thoughts on like your 20s. And uh, yeah, so let's get into it. Hey, thanks for the intro, man. No, you're, you're too kind. Um, yeah, I'm glad to be on, man. I mean, whenever me and Jeremy get along, we usually have uh, interesting talks. I was like, why not? Let's, we got some cool things to talk about, so hopefully... Uh, Whoever's listening gets some value out of it, yeah. Okay. So I guess I'll start off with the first question, and that's going to be, uh, I know Kyle, he's a really big reader. Like, I'm sitting, I'm at his place right now, and I'm looking around, and, it's, and I'm looking at his bookshelf, and it's huge. So <laughs> it is actually huge. Like, I thought I had a decent bookshelf, but uh, this guy is on a whole nother level. So, Kyle, why do you collect all these books, and why is it important to you? Yeah, books are very cool to me, and I like how you phrase it because I do collect them. And to me, it's just like, um, it's a very important thing because collecting pe people collect a variety of different things, right? They collect, you know, shoes, um, weird like figurines, but books to me are like, they're so precious because they have all this, uh, in a little book, like 200 pages, you can have all the thoughts of like someone who's lived their entire life and built, you know, businesses, maybe they built a country, like, you know, like, like I have a book on, um, Oprah, I have a book on Hitler, and you can have oh, yeah. all their insights and you know the whole life, eighty years of life summarized in um, this neat little package. So they're like collection of lives and ideas almost. I feel like so I think to me it's very it's very cool. And then I can just look at my books and then it motivates me to just like um, reach those people and accomplish as much as they have. So it's a so it's multifaceted to me. Yeah. Do you see yourself writing a book someday or? getting into that or um i don't know about writing a book to me it was i like taking in the information more than putting it out there um i've never been a big writer 
but maybe if someone wanted to write like a biography or something one day if i if i do end up accomplishing something that'd be cool yeah but i don't know if i'd write one yeah no that's cool that's cool so do you when you after you read a book i know kyle likes to think and ponder he's he's a really creative thinker and intellectual so what's the importance of like what is what is pondering thought what is that stuff about um, and contemplating and what does that mean yeah, I guess it means something different to different people. To me, it's just I really enjoy thinking and figuring out patterns to life. So pondering helps me, especially after I read a book. It's like, you know, obviously you read the book and, oh, it's great. I find all these new tips, but how do these apply to me, you know? Because especially when the I, I like the books where the author talks about their own journeys as opposed to just, you know, like top five tips to, to make more money because then I can reflect on their own life journey and how it affects, well, my own. Um, and, you know, people, were just people, you know. Even these authors that have reached crazy goals and made billions or whatever, they, they're the same as you, you know. They grew up as a little kid um, with dreams and they accomplished their dreams. So I like to ponder and it makes me feel connected to them because, uh, you know, we're all humans, so we're all on our own journeys. So, like, why, why, why do you find that reading is important to you and... Okay. enjoy doing it uh, I think reading is important because it expands your mind it, it really does especially if you read the right books and uh, but that's the problem that I've noticed that I've had is like sometimes I have too many books and it's too hard to read all of them so Very I'll just true. stick to like one book at a time and try and finish that and and absorb the knowledge that I, that I can get from that book like I think you should keep it short and sweet but also having a lot of books is good too because then for any problem you really want, you can just go to the bookshelf, pick up a variety of different books, mm-hmm. and then you're kind of seeing it from... Like, actually, I think if you if you have a lot of books, what essentially I think that reader's doing is, like, it's, like, meta-level... Uh, like, meta-level learning, mm-hmm. right? Compared to just, like, specific learning. That's good. That's a good point, yeah. If you read only one book or, like, a certain kind of book, you're kind of, like, stuck in that perspective. But if you read from, you know... You can read, like, pickup books from, you know, like, hardcore pickup teachers, and you can read, like, you know, a book on, like, political theory, and then you can read a book, you know, by a feminist or something, and then financial stuff. So it kind of, like, it's like a whole education. So I like that you say, yeah, different different perspectives to, like, and then you can have, like, the meta picture, the whole picture, and then you can decide, you know, what applies to you, what you like, as opposed to just being, like, blindly followed, like, one train of thought, yeah. Oh, okay. Actually, this leads into another good question uh, for Kyle. And uh, Kyle, okay, Kyle is extremely open-minded. If you, if you guys don't know, but uh, so, so like, how did you develop that? Like, how you were you just born really open-minded or like? Um, no, actually, I used to be. Um, well, let's give an example. I used to be really into gaming, right? League of Legends. Yeah. And then I used to like hang out with my parents, and they would take me, you know, camping and some stuff. And I was like, no, I just want to go back and play League of Legends. And I think as I grew up. I just opened myself to more experiences, and then I learned that um, a lot of the experiences, you know, are not good for you, Um, or at least they seem to not be good, but in the big picture, like, you learn more about life, you learn more about yourself, so I think closing yourself off to, you know, anything, whether it be, you know, some books that you think, you know, maybe offend you, like some controversial topics, or just different things that you wouldn't try out normally, um, the more you try, like, it's really, it's an experience to like grow yourself and learn more about what you do like and then I was reading a, a book on, on Buddhism actually oh, okay. and it talks so about what, how, what was that about um, 
it just talks about like their philosophy and one of the things that I remembered was like they believe in like um, I don't know I think it's pure acceptance like you try and you accept everything because if somebody else can enjoy something like why couldn't you okay that's actually pretty interesting yeah I thought so too so it's it's kind of like seeing the world how it is instead of how you want to see it kind of you know like just accepting everything for how it is exactly because as people you don't actually see the world you see it through your own like experiences and through your brain fog basically it's almost like glasses like you see through the glass you can't see the world as it is mm-hmm. so I think their idea was just that like um yeah try to see be more objective uh, in the world and then you can find that you can enjoy a variety of things that you just close yourself off to it's like if you only listen to like like rap music um and you like hate like country or something well a lot of people like country but it's you you, you have this really idea in your head that you know i can't enjoy it this is not for me but if you let go of that you find that huh you enjoy a lot more things in life than you thought you would oh okay holy <laughs> So would you say from thinking of life from that perspective, you'll have you'll be happier almost because less things will, like less things will annoy you, less things will make you mad, and you'll just be enjoying yourself more often because you're accepting everything. I would say so. Happiness is an interesting uh, concept because um, it's hard to measure. But I'd say yeah, if you take out all those negative ideas. Um, because a lot of negative experiences in your mind, they're all, almost negative because you think they will be. It's oh, okay. like if you try going to the gym, right, and you're like, oh, I hate going to the gym at 6 a.m., you know, and you have this idea before you even go. It's like, oh, you have that resistance already. Whereas if you're like, you know, fuck it, why can't I enjoy going to the gym at 6 a.m. and, you know, waking up and being tired? Like, why couldn't I enjoy that? So, yeah, I think it removes a lot of, like, the stressors and the pain that you, like, almost voluntarily inflict on yourself. Oh, okay. That's interesting, actually. That's interesting. So, do you think that, um... I keep stumbling. It's all good. Your answers are so good. I have have nothing to comment back on. I'm like, holy... I'm I'm actually thinking about them, like... Yeah, I'm thinking about them, like, holy crap, that was actually deep. (laughs) Yes. I don't know. I'm trying to come up with something interesting yeah but like see like the parts where we go off like this or Mm -hmm. I go off like this I'll just I'll edit those out so I'll make it good maybe those are the best parts actually the most (laughs) authentic I don't know yeah I guess (laughs) this is this is the raw part of the podcast but exactly um, people that still goes up to the same thing right we're just people we're not just recording like one answer and answer I hate when they have like these interviews with people and then they just listen to their answer and they're like huh and then they shoot barrage barrage after like uh, of Questions after questions is just very uninteresting. The dialogue back and forth, that's where the, the good stuff is, I think. Yeah, exactly, because at the end of the day, we're people and we, every person makes mistakes. Mm-hmm. Like, that's really what I noticed. Like, trying to be too perfect, it just doesn't work. Like, there's, I don't think there is anything as, like, I don't think perfection really exists, right? Because, like, whenever, ouch, ouch, ouch. <laughs> he is a bit hurt for you. Oh, no, he's that. Yeah, we got we got a kitten here. We got a we got a kitten. Energy. There you go. That's the third. That's the second guest of the podcast. End of the cat. He's I don't going. Think he'll give us some meow, but he's going nuts right now. He's here. Playing. Um, but yeah, like I said, guys, I don't think there is such thing as perfection, Kyle. Like, because I think per- perfection it never can really be reached because there's always a way to improve on something, mm-hmm. and for a lot of times it's just we want to um, you just want to get stuff done. 
you know, you just want to get stuff done. And I feel like perfection kind of holds us back because we're setting standards for ourselves that cannot really be reached. You know? Yeah, perfection is a interesting idea because I guess what it means is like you're perfect, you got everything figured out. But I feel like at least this applies to, to me where the more I figure out of life, the more like I'm like lost and I, I don't have it figured out. So even you see this with rich people, you know, like you would think, oh, I make $10 million and that's perfect. That's my financial goal. But we already know, you know, they're never satisfied. They always want more. So even if you had like, you know, you killed your business, you made 50, like $500 billion, you beat Apple, you beat Amazon. You think you're going to feel like perfect, like you figured it all out? Like, no, you're going to be like, you'd have so much more to do after that. So, yeah, I think I think that's good because you'll never feel it's also bad because you'll never feel like complete in life in a way like mm. you just achieved it all but it's good in that you know you'll never be bored like you always have stuff to do you always have a new ideal to reach to i think perfection is something that's just uh, it can be used as in um if your perfect standard it has to be subjective it has to be whatever um you see for yourself because to have objective perfection is literally impossible nothing so, can be what what is objective perfection good question like i don't know what what that would look like to have like a depends what you apply to right i guess you mean in terms of like having a perfect life or having being a perfect person or um <laughs> well I'll, let's say both let's see like if, well, our audio is gonna have yeah we can there, we'll do that. there we go so see, like, do, you, do you think it's possible to be to have to, of the perfect life or to become the perfect person. See, even then, it might be literally impossible to have objective perfection, even by definition, because it depends on the person, right? So it's very subjective. If if you have the perfect life to yourself, I could be like, you know, um, I wouldn't want that life for myself, so it wouldn't be perfect for me. So I... Oh, okay. So would you say life should be a quest about achieving your own... For sure. Some people have different goals, right? That's why they say that Facebook and Instagram, they make people depressed because people see an ideal of a life and then um, they see them like, oh, I don't live that life. So uh, it makes people depressed. But you really, but the funny thing is, is like 90% of the time, they wouldn't even want that life. That's not what they want for themselves, right? Okay. Yeah. And, and that's, I think that's something that social media, like I struggle with that. When you, you go online, you scroll around and you realize mm-hmm. like, you, you start comparing yourselves to other people and stuff like that. And then let's say you do achieve or you do get what they have and, like, you realize, okay, I actually don't really want this. I just saw it on social media and that's why I got it. Exactly, exactly. Um, Gary Vee talks about this a lot because entrepreneurship is really popular now. So everybody wants to, you know, have make the cool courses online and, you know, go work on their laptop in fucking Hawaii or something with the Lamborghini. And it's like, well, do you like that idea or... Do you really want that life? Like, really? Because um, it, it won't make you happy, right? Like, only achieving your own goals will make you happy. If I gave you, like, a Lamborghini right now, like, you'd be like, oh, sweet, I got a Lamborghini, drive it around, and then two days later, you'd be back to your own self, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Like, when you don't work for something, when you don't go through the trials and the tribulations and all the struggles of getting something, you won't... I don't, th- I don't think you'll actually appreciate it, right? Like, let's say... Let's say you were just born, like, jacked. Like, you were just born jacked. You had, like, all the money, like, in, in your bank account. You had, like, the perfect house, like, the perfect girlfriend. And it was just all that was given to you. Perfect, like, genetics. Perfect, like, you had the perfect food every single day with a chef. 
uh, I don't think you would really appreciate that, and it, it wouldn't really feel perfect to you. Because Not only it, that, you'd yeah. probably be very miserable and depressed, right? Because you would have nothing to strive for after that. Mm. Part of life, we forget that. You know, people are not meant to just, like, like cozy by, you know? We evolve, like, in the, you know, in the jungle or in the savanna, like, hunting for life. So I think not only is that um, process essential, like, that is part of life. Because if you don't have that, then literally your brain is not evolved to just, you know, sit around and... Like, some people, you ask them what their perfect life would be. It's like, you know, maybe staying in, like, smoking weed and, like, watching TV shows all day or, like, gaming. But your brain is literally not meant to... Your brain is meant for comfort, but that much comfort will, like, atrophy it. It will, like, literally kill you. So I I don't doubt that that would make you purely depressed. Not even, like, not fully happy, but, like, purely depressed, yeah. Yeah, and and I think that's why you see a lot of people who, they they become retired, a lot of the older folks, and then then they're like they wait all their lives uh saving up for retirement and then they actually do get retired and then they have nothing to do when they want to go back to work right yeah it's a big thing i think uh, retired men are one of the biggest groups uh suicide risk yeah it's like teenagers and retired men yeah totally mm-hmm. yeah because i think when you're doing i think life like you should be engaged and you should experience the highs and the lows because that, that's really what it's about it's it's like don't you want to experience all of it not just one little you don't always want highs because if you always have highs and like wins, you won't really appreciate the wins, and you can't really soak it up as much as you really want to soak it up. You know, like. Mm-hmm. Very true. Yeah. If you have only the highs, then your brain just adjusts to that, and it becomes your new like medium, so you won't even feel it, and then the bad will feel so much worse. So it's all about the 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 yin and the yang, the ebb flow. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, man, these answers are so good. <laughs> like, <laughs> I have, like, no comments on some of your answers because it's just, like, you just summarized it well. Like, That's a good problem. Yeah. There you go, I guess. <laughs> um, what else do we have on there? Reading, pondering. Oh, yeah, I want to talk about the financial stuff, yeah. Okay, okay. I guess that ties into what we were talking about just now, yeah, which is, um, well, the process and enjoying that grind. Um, but I think I like this wave um recently as i was saying earlier you know entrepreneurship and business got more popular yeah um so you know the default route is not going to school and um just getting a job which i think is really good because it gives people and myself a chance to actually uh yeah try it out in the world and actually making it and understanding the world on a deeper level because when you work for somebody and you create a business it's mostly the same thing except when you go to work somebody tells you that you know you show up for these eight hours and i'm going to make these eight hours they're going to tell you exactly what to do so that the business can make enough money to pay you but if you do it yourself then you run into some real challenges um because for example i run my business from home so when i wake up i have you know the whole day and the challenge is you know how do you how do you turn a whole day into money um which is kind of like automatically done for you when you work at a job so it's a whole new learning experience, and it's just been really fascinating to me. Um, you know, it's a whole challenge. Like, I don't make as much money, as consistent money as I would make in a job, but I learn more. So I think... Yeah, and, and it's all on you, and, like, that's why you have to be very responsible, too, because you... I think a lot of entrepreneurs, they have to be extremely responsible because they're... Like, you, you're essentially paying yourself, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you're creating it for yourself. You're your own boss, which people things sound great but the bad part is you have to be your own boss you have to boss yourself around otherwise you know 
you just, like I was saying earlier, lay around and not do much, and then you end up depressed with no money, and you're like, well, fuck, why did my business fail? Yeah. Because you could have, like, the technical skill of, you know, being, like, good at programming or something, but if you don't have, like, the managerial skills to, like, literally manage and boss yourself, then, you know, you're not going to make it. Yeah, that's that's interesting. So, like, how how did you develop those those skills? Like, how did you become more responsible? Because yeah. I know you you're living alone. You have like your own business. You have your girlfriend. You like you're you're pretty like you're pretty independent, Kyle. It's a how, or I guess this Try is a human. It's how, a it's a perspective, yeah. Yeah, like how do you become independent as a person? Like how do you move on from being hmm. in your teenage years and get and getting into your twenties? Like what's that shift? Is is it just is adult is being an adult being is is it is it about being independent or is it? Yeah, I think independence is a part of it. Like, even to me, it's an ongoing struggle. Like, I would far say that, I, that I've made it yet. But I think um, a lot of it is getting out of that comfort zone and um, going out into the wild for yourself. Sometimes that means just moving out and having to um, pay your own bills and literally be, like, independent. And I think it helps you a lot because it makes you kind of like your own person in the world where you can't just cry to mommy or daddy when, you know, you don't have food on the table um it's nice to still have that backup net you know don't just like cut off your parents just to like make it mm-hmm. but just having to like figure it out for yourself it's kind of like just your brain goes into like problem solving mode and you start to like figure it out because you know most people are doing it so you can too but as a kid you know everybody's everything's done for you you know you're hungry mom or when's dinner you know what time is it at and then the f- interesting thing is that a lot of people don't grow out of it recently it's a huge crisis where i think they say like you know 38 percent of millennials still live at home and millennial is up to like 35 or something like 30 like it's pretty old people yeah so you have a lot of these people or usually it's guys um i feel like girls for some reason are more like outgoing but guys we're really about comfort sometimes so it's very easy a lot especially for something that you know like like the gamer niche they just stay at home, just play their games, and then, you know, they wake up at 32, and they're like, well, I don't know how to have a relationship. I don't know how, you know, I don't have a career. I don't have, you know, all these things. And they just wake up later than most, and they still have to go through that. So I think the earlier you go through that, like some people, I know Keith left home at, like, 16 or something. So now he's 23, and he's a lot more independent than somebody, you know, that would leave home at, like, 32. Yeah. Yeah, I know, like, in gaming, used to be a huge problem for me, like, I remember my first two years of university, I, would, I wouldn't go to school, I would just game. And, like, I lost, like, when, when I stopped gaming, I was, like, I was severely, like, couldn't talk to people, like, didn't really know anything where I want, wanted, what I wanted out of life, like, really unhealthy, just, I, I got too stuck in the gaming mindset, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I, I couldn't see past the games, like, the games were, that was my life, essentially, like, going down, playing, like, League of Legends or Warcraft, like, winning at the game but then i realized like why not just win why not play the game of life you mm. know like if, if i can get to level like 85 in world of warcraft just get to level 85 in in real life you know like make your bank account get your bank account to level 85 like exactly yeah like no I, I love that you put it that way because it's a very cool way of putting it because if you think about it life is kind of, a, of like a an rpg right yeah like life is an rpg rpg almost it's like you go out into the world you like farm your skills like kill the bosses like kill the little min- mil- uh, minions teamwork meet people work together finish mm-hmm. quests 
You have your XP bars, yeah. You have your XP. socialization bar that can get leveled up. Anything about you can be leveled up. I actually had a, an idea of like a business or something that I wish was created. Like that stuff should be tracked down, right? Because what makes gaming so addictive is they've perfected it to especially like the male brains, like everything that you want, right? It's like achievement, progress, you know, socialization, competition, and all these things that your brain are like made to crave. And they're all easily trackable you know they have these nice like rating system in league of legends right every game that you play it really affects you whereas in real life like you know over one day you don't see your progress as like easily it's not as easily trackable yeah so it's I not think, as easily trackable yeah. in real life but and that's the thing too like these gaming companies like i know blizzard does this definitely riot they bring in psychologists especially those who target like the young like male mind from like I would say 16 to like 25 mm-hmm. and they completely target okay what what does a male at this age or within this group want you know it's what you said achievement like progression like developing yourself like and that's why I think like in games they really feed into that stuff it's like you get a kill streak you get that achievement you get your rank you get like your oh, XP yeah. bars going up you get it's your skills going around up. it yeah. yeah and uh actually I have, I have another actually well, do you have any more comments on this one um no, go ahead, yeah. Okay. So this this one is going to be pretty interesting. But uh, Kyle, <laughs> Kyle was actually one of the first... He was the first person to uh, tell me about a topic called Spiral Dynamics. Mm. And once I found out about this stuff, this stuff just like completely blew my mind. It's a psychological model. But I'm going to ask him to do a little brief explanation of it, and maybe we'll talk a little bit about that. And, and yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, I've not thought about this in a while, but it was really interesting. Basically, um, Spiral Dynamics is a model made by a gentleman named Claire Graves, I believe. And Don Beck, I think, worked on it after. Yeah, two people. And it kind of maps psychological development across not only people, but entire civilization and groups. And it goes in terms of stages, and the stages are all represented by colors, which go all the way from, like, red, which is, like, tribal, like, violence, to like blue, which is more structured, um, religion, um, which, and like something like orange, which is, you know, capitalist, you, you start going away from the rules more like individualistic, you know, I can make my money. And then the other stuff is like green, like, which is more hippie, like collectivized. Um, and the most interesting thing to me is that it really relates how individuals are the same as groups because the same model can be applied to a person how they go through those stages just as the same as a society goes through the same changes so that was what was really interesting to me oh okay so would you say that's because as people evolve in a group or society then or as the individuals evolve then the whole group evolves with them or is that kind of like the you know that saying where it's like you're the five you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with yeah yeah exactly hmm no that's a good question I think it for sure does, but at a very um, slow rate. But what it was just, um, for example, a good example is we're watching the Leo video, and it says that Obama was a more, um, he was higher up in the spiral dynamics than the United States. So the United States right now is somewhere around blue and like orange, like they're very capitalistic, but they're also kind of like kind of like religious, especially the southern state. They're a lot more um, orderly. Yeah, yeah, a bit like stuck in their ways, you might say. So somebody like Obama, which is like a very forward thinker, um, he's very like collectivist, you know, like uh, Obamacare, all that stuff. He's something like a green thinker, um, even maybe above. So like, it's very interesting how 
somehow the whole country was not ready for Obama. So a lot of people like pushed back against it and hated Obama. Um, so it's funny. It's also part of the yeah. You, know, you yeah. Sh as a as a person, if you just listen to something and it offends you to the point that you know you have to stop listening, then you're kind of like uh, you kind of like fucking yourself over, yeah. Yeah, well, and that, that's why I think like with SGWs and like what else is like the alt right movement, like that stuff is getting a little bit extreme online. You know, like mm -hmm. people are just losing. Like, have you seen some of those YouTube videos? Yeah. People are just losing their minds over just like Alex Jones. He got banned off all the platforms. Like people are flipping shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm a big fan. I think we're both of Jordan Peterson, and he oh, gets yeah. like booed. Like he gets like death threats. Like people like hate the guy, um, and he's done nothing to them. You know, like it's it's crazy, and I think people get a lot to attach their opinions, and it's almost like you attack their opinion. It's almost like you're you're causing like physical harm to them. It's very interesting phenomenon and I think that goes that circles back to like if you're an intellectual you can't get too attached to your ideas and opinions it's almost like um it's almost like narcissism you, yeah like you, you you separate your beliefs and your opinions and your ideas from who you are mm -hmm. you know they're, they're separate things and I think when people get too attached to like their beliefs and their ideas then they become a little bit dangerous because if you like let's say something offensive to their idea or belief then you say something offensive to them exactly right? and I think that's one a problem with like the alt-right movement and also the SGWs and like a lot of a lot of these internet trolls and you know like they just get too attached to their ideologies and they can't separate themselves from it exactly and it becomes like because it, it's a group ideology right and it becomes very scary because it's almost like groups like oppose each other and the politics is a good way to put it because in the last election, Trump versus Hillary, you could see that like the United States almost divided into two groups, and those two groups were like very hostile towards each other. It's mm. like you know, if you're a Trump fan, you're like a dumb piece of shit. If you're a Hillary fan, you're like a delusional, like liberal, like stupid motherfucker or something. Yeah. And people were like getting violent towards each other, like over like you know stuff that doesn't matter too much, like you yeah. vote and then. But I think like that's the thing too, like we've seen in history beliefs are they're, they're, they're dangerous like look at the Cold War look at Nazi Germany mm -hmm. um, those are all like a clash of beliefs really that started like maybe not started it but just sparked they're, they're really they're really a big part of it you know to uh, people getting attached to their ideologies and going to the point where they're willing to risk like the end of the world like nuclear warfare mm -hmm. it's, it's absolutely insane yeah, they were ready to like almost yeah basically nuke the world uh, instead of letting the other ideology win. It's a very, I guess we take it for um, for granted today because back in the day it used to be a lot worse. Like back in like you know medieval times, I was reading the the, um, the Forty Eight Laws of Power and it gives a lot of historical examples. And if you had beliefs that you know disagreed with like the king or just the court or the general like era, you just got executed. Like that's it. It's, there's no inner troll you just they just guillotine you um so i think we have gotten a lot better but i think it's why it's important to like read and understand history because these things are like dangerous you don't think ideas can can be dangerous but they they really well can be yeah well they really can because look look at like uh I, actually i don't know if i'll say this <laughs> but there's like look at like incels or like make tau or like mm. the extremes or like like, did you, did you hear about that guy in Toronto who oh, was, yeah, like, an incel? Guy. Yeah, he was an incel, and he, like, went on some killing spree, or... I'm know, very fascinated by that topic, yeah. yeah. Terrorism, just, like, different, different things. Like, people who get too attached to their ideas, they can become kind of, like, 
which is very, very harmful to society. I think, no, I think the incels is a good topic because it relates to the, what we were talking about earlier about, you know, growing out in your 20s and living the world. And those people, I would almost, um, I've qualified myself an incel like a few years ago. And Wait, so what, what is an incel? <laughs> okay, an incel, for people that don't know, is an involuntary celibate. And they're usually young men who have, you know, trouble with dating. Um, but it's a lot worse than that because nowadays people, they make these um, online forums and then it's, it's, it's like we were talking earlier, it's group think, right? So they reinforce their own ideas about that. And then it gets really negative because there's two parts of it, right? There's almost like the inside community and like the pickup community where pickup is all about, you know, like self-growth. Like, you know, if, if this is a thing that's an issue in your life, you like grow yourself, you know, you learn how to communicate better with people, whether that be girls or just people in general. Like maybe you go to the gym, you get more money. Whereas incels, it's the complete opposite. It's like, you know, girls don't want to, <laughs> yeah. It's like girls don't want to date me. Like they must be evil. Like you think I'm joking? They really, mm. really think that that you know, like girls are just superficial attracted to like six three, like eight pack guys, and if you're not that, like, you know, you're not gonna get it. And then they find examples to reinforce their belief, and then they tell people. And a lot of times, what scares me the most is like they get stuck in that echo chamber, and you can see one guy posting like, you know, hey, I'm just gonna try to you know better myself and see how that goes, and they're like. Don't even try, dude. Don't even try. You're fucking doomed. Your genetics, you know, crush you from the start. And, like, I think it's really toxic, yeah. Yeah, and, and I, I hate that, too, because that goes on a lot in the gym, too. Like, people say, like, they always blame it on the genetics. And they're like, oh, I don't have the good genetics. Like, I even if I did work out, I wouldn't get to the point that I want to get to because of my genetics. And it's so, like, that is just the wrong way to think. Like, it's almost an excuse, right? It's like the same guy Definitely who like go excuse, yeah. like go out, like go date girls, go talk to girls, get on Tinder. It's like, oh, like I like girls just they won't date me, you know. And it's just that's just an excuse. It's like oh, like go into the world, just get a job, and like oh, it's too hard because of the economy. And it's just all these excuses. Like, like I was, I took an Uber over here, and I was talking to the Uber driver, and he's telling me how like it's impossible to get a job nowadays. But that is just an excuse. It's a, it's a, it's a mindset. It's a limit. It's, mm-hmm. you know, like, and I think, uh, like, you, you have to be so careful how you, th- what you say to yourself, what you say in your mind, because those ideologies, those beliefs, can really, they really become who you are. You know. Very true. Your thoughts are who you are. Yeah, and I like how you put it as an excuse because that's exactly what it is, right? If if the economy is so bad that you can't possibly get a job, then it, you know it lets you off the hook. Like, you can just focus and chill, and it's okay, I couldn't get a job, right? Same thing with the incels, right? You know what? I couldn't get a girlfriend, and it's impossible. So, like, I don't even have to try. And I think they know to a point, even the more you convince yourself, you still know that you could, but it's, you know that it's going to be hard, real hard. And, you know, that's that's part of the being realistic. Like, we're not saying that, you know, all these things are easy. You know, get a job, like, you know, build a business, like, do better. It is probably some of the hardest things you'll do in your life. Like, it is a struggle. It is a challenge. But that is what life is, right? If you, goddamn, if you take that away from yourself, then, you know, you're not having the human experience. You're having some sort of weird, like, I'm not even sure what that is. Yeah, and and I think part of that, too, is it's because social media skews what the human experience should be. It's like a lot of people feed into social media and they see ups, 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 success, wins, like money, like all this stuff or like the perfect life. And then in their mind, they if they don't have that same perfect life, then it's like, okay, I must be doing something wrong. You know, or if they go out and try and get that like a life like that or like 
get some wins, get some successes, and they face failure initially, then they just quit because it's like, oh, like, I just can't do it. I'm just like, it's, it's impossible for me. And it's the limiting beliefs. It's just this system that you're, you're essentially setting yourself up for failure before you even get started. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that's why I feel like you have these movements like incel or like what else? People who just like don't work out because of genetics, people who don't want to build a business because they think it's impossible to become an entrepreneur, like people who just don't want to work because they think it's too hard because of the economy. Just all these excuse people who don't want to move out and live on their own because they think that they don't, like they, they won't find a way how to make enough money, like all these little things. And it's just limiting. It's a little limiting belief. Like, um, well, yeah, no, absolutely. That's a good point. Um, and it is especially, I want to touch on the thing tied back to, to financial freedom, because a lot of people, especially when they're at the bottom, they really hate rich people and they really hate people that make money. And they convince themselves that, you know, money is evil. So if you make a lot of money, you must have, you know, manipulated people, exploited people. So they're like, you know, uh, RZ Tyler made a good point. They, they, it's like it makes them feel better about themselves. It's like almost they're a better person for not trying to make money. It's the same thing with like picking up and, you know, um, you know, talking to girls. Like I'm a better person for not doing it, you know. I don't have to manipulate these girls. I just stay alone in my room in my loneliness because I'm a good person, you know, because I have these hard values. And it's very interesting how people brainwash themselves with that. It can, it can work with anything, you know. Same thing with the gym, you know. I'm a good person. Like, I don't need to be a meathead, you know. I'm not, like, superficial based on appearance. I'm just accept yeah. myself the way I am. Um, it's very nefarious because... And I've even heard that excuse with books. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, like, I don't need to read books because I, I, can, I figure that stuff out on my own. Exactly. Like I, I, I talk to people and I'm like, oh, do you read books? It's like, oh, no, I don't read books. Like, I just kind of know what... I just kind of figure it out. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, if you would have read a book, you could figure it out, like, twice as fast. Like, Dude, Warren Buffett and Bill Gates read books every day, but, you know, if you're smarter than them and can figure it out, then, you know, be my guest. Like, good luck, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, it's the thing. People, um, and it's hard to just say it as people, but, you know, I've had those same issues myself where, you know, I yeah, have the I... whole bookshelf, and sometimes I don't read, and sometimes it's easier to tell myself that, you know, oh, I don't need to, you know, just by having them there, like, it's okay, you know? I don't need to grind on my business today. Like, all these same things, I think we're talking about them because we've both, like, been through a lot of these um, and yeah, maybe still are going, yeah. These are all beliefs that I, I've had or I still have and I still struggle with. And it's just, like, I'm, as I do these podcasts and these blogs and talk with Kyle here and whenever we hang out, it's like, it just feels good because I'm trying to break free of these ideas. You know, I think I think it's it's part of it, part of the problem, too, is mainstream culture. Mm-hmm. And, and the mainstream media is just there's just a certain flow to it that isn't really too healthy no definitely not man especially um i think if you watch a lot of tv shows and movies you probably have a really skewed perception of life i was thinking about that the other day and you know you see um just simple things like you know relationships in movies right they're really romanticized like the guys like go after the girl like the girl says no fuck off but you know he stands on his on her front yard with like a boom box and she's like oh my god yeah and in in, in real life that would be so creepy yeah you get a restraining order man like you're done um and things even like you know how in movies like they got the rocky or whoever's grinding life they're trying to get a goal and they just fast forward like the grind and it's like oh this epic music like oh and like you know two minutes later they made it like there's they're the big champion now and it's like dude 
if you think that's what life is going to be, you just put on your little music and, like, you know, <laughs> two days later, you're, like, a different person, dude. Like, yeah, it, it's not like no, that. It's like no. you run into a wall. You run to a wall number one. Boom, get defeated. Run to wall number two. Boom, get defeated. Do that all the way to wall number 99. Mm. And then after that, you're still running, running through walls. Like, you're running through walls till the day you die. Yeah, I really want to make, like, a video or, like, a project of, like, taking somebody's biggest hero and then going, making their actual highlight reel of, like, their grind. And it's just them, like, sitting at a desk for, like, eight hours just, like, doing some boring shit or, like, Arnold, like... <laughs> Like driving to the gym, like look, looking like the press, and then like you know forcing himself to eat stuff. It's like, it's not exciting. Like, if you think it's gonna be all glamorous, all doing these things, like, and you're like you actually do it, and you kind of ruin it for yourself because it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier about like your thoughts about life, what life should be, mm-hmm. uh, subjectively. No, it's not gonna be that. It's gonna be, um, it's gonna be maybe boring at times, maybe depressing at times. And, but that's the part of it, right? That's the good stuff. Um, of course, you know, making it, making that big sale, you know, landing that girl, finally benching, you know, two plates, like, that's great stuff too. But, you know, the part where you go to the gym and, you know, you fuck up and somebody has to save you from the bar. Like, yeah, or you get pinned or, like, the quiet walk to the gym late at night when you never, when you don't want to do it or when you're hungry and you're, like, you're trying to force food down, like, you're trying to eat food and you're just so full or, like, you're trying to get your macros in and it's just, you don't know what to eat. Yeah, you're going to the grocery store and it's a little bit annoying because you got work tomorrow. Like, mm-hmm. even with the social media stuff, like, with my fitness account, it's like, I get home from work, do my workout, and then, like, I'm editing the next workout video. And it's just a little bit annoying. It's like, no one talks about that stuff. Like, just sitting there for hours, like, trying to get the perfect thumbnail, like, putting all the edits together, thinking of, like, what to say in the caption. Like, all this stuff, it, it, it's all just work, but no one wants to watch that stuff it's like they would just want to see the, the wins they just want to mm-hmm. see like though like the one thing like i think i have the, this idea of like oh like i just have to do one thing and i'll be and i'll just get like jacked i'll just take steroids and i'll just get jacked and it's like a lot of people and it skews people's mindset because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who just take steroids and they look like not, like not good at all they look horrible mm-hmm. right and, and they just think because like success comes from doing one huge thing and then you're successful, but it's like no, and it makes it harder for people who who are natural because I think being a natural in the gym is so it's so cool and so respectable because it's the idea of just take, being slow and steady, you know, like that's what I think real success is about. It's just slow and steady progress and just enjoying almost the process for it, falling in love with like the times when you're, you know, let's say you're practicing singing, you're like alone, like in the shower practicing singing. Then you go to like rehearsal practice, mm-hmm. like you're 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 singing there, and then come home practice over there, and just like you know, just being real, 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 real practical with it. Yeah, it's very important to not only be able to do the the slow, boring stuff, but to enjoy it. Yeah, you almost have to, you know, put your own hype music in your mind while you're doing this stuff, and realize that you know this is you grinding your little RPG character, man. Mm-hmm. When you walk to the grocery store, and you know, like you, you are building yourself up. And you have to, like, almost imagine that progress bar in your mind and, you know, almost leveling yourself up because you won't only, if you only appreciate the level up and, you know, that big milestone, then you're never going to get to it. Yeah, and I think a perfect example of this is, okay, so Kyle, he was uh, one of the top-rated League of Legends players in in Canada, in North America, actually, in North America, Astro. So, like, how would you even 
and how, how'd you even climb that high? Like, how'd you get to that point in League of Legends? Because I know, like, I started with bronze, and the highest I could get was gold, and, and I realized, like, it, it's really a grind. It's, it's such a good metaphor of life because mm-hmm. it's not just, like, one game that gets you there. It's thousands and, and thousands of games. No, very true, yeah. Um, that's an interesting thing because I think little things like League of Legends really reflect life because I went all the way from silver to challenger, and then a lot of people... And that's a huge difference, guys. That is, like, that is from, like, the average person playing in high school to what the best in in, in a nation. Like, that's absolutely... There's only a couple of challenger people in the world, so... Yeah, so how did how, you even do that? Like, <laughs> what did you... Was it one thing that just got you there? Like, of course not. No, no. A lot of it, like anything in life, was the mindset. A lot of people, especially in games, they like blaming other people. In League of Legends, you'll see this all the time. Because League of Legends, for those you don't know, it's a 5v5 game. So you play with four other teammates against five other people. And the fact that it's not just a 1v1, people, like, flip shit over it. They always blame their teammates. You know, oh, this one is doing bad. That sucks. Like, they're holding me back. And there used to be yeah, a stigma, like hard stuck elo hell, right? Elo hell is like, it's impossible to get out. These people are just holding me back. And it's the same thing that you go towards society. You know, I can't make more money. You know, the, the rich people are holding me back. You know, my boss is holding me back. And I read a post. What changed it for me is in season two, this was like 2011, maybe. I read a post and the guy just said basically the whole gist of the post was like, you are complete shit at this game. Um, that's the only mentality you can have if you want to climb. Everything is always 100% your fault. So if you lose the game, if you do the best out of your team, you played everything that you could have done and your team just does nothing, it's still 100% your fault. And I read that and it's, you could look at that negatively, right? You know, oh, I'm losing, it's all my fault, I suck. But to me, it was very empowering. It's like, if, because if, if life or if in League of Legends, if it's other people's fault, then you're fucked because you can't change other people. But if it's just my fault, if if I have all the control, then, you know, I'm responsible for my fuck-ups, but I'm also, I'm allowed to, you know, improve my fuck-ups. I can fix them. I have full control over it. So once you have that, then, you know, all the energy that you spend, you know, blaming other people, feeling bad, you can use that to just purely improve. And to me, that just, you know, was looking at other streamers that were really good. So looking at examples of people that were better than me, uh, looking at my own play, what I do wrong, actually using the principles um, that were laid out. Because, like, League of Legends' life, it, it's, it's not magic. Like, you already know yeah. what you need to do. So just doing that and forcing myself to do it and not using that energy to blame other people, just using that to improve, like, made the whole thing, yeah. Yeah, and that's interesting to talk about because I think in so- to some sense, League of Legends is almost... It's almost a reflection of life, you know? It's like, mm-hmm. if you sit around at home blaming other people for why you're not happy or why you don't have what you what you want then you're always going to be at the fault of someone like of someone else like no one else is going to really get you there but you i think it's scary because people blaming somebody else it almost makes you feel relief right like because if it's somebody's fault like it almost brings a load off your shoulders like it, it wasn't all me you know it's it's that thing so it gives you an excuse and People don't really realize what excuses do. It's it, it makes you feel so much better for a little bit, like yeah. short term. It's like, oh, it wasn't me, you know, like. Whew. But it also holds you back because it gives up your control and like your power. Like let's say, let's say you you want to start working out, right? And then your excuse is like, oh, but my uh, but my mom won't pay for my gym membership, so therefore, I do want to work out, but I I can't work out because I just my mom won't pay for it. 
so then like what but at the end of the day like okay well you're, you're not gonna get uh fit then because you're not working out like that's that's an excuse like why not just work out at home without weights you know like figure out alternatives yeah i think um like take control of what like what you can do people um and myself sometimes we don't take control because it feels really bad sometimes because you almost have to realize that almost you know all your shortcomings and all your fuck-ups you know you're responsible for which in one way you know it feels bad you know like you didn't maybe if you're 25 and you're still living at home and you didn't get what you wanted out of life you know and that's why these incels, they blame other people because otherwise the alternative is that, you know, you fucked up, you know, you wasted all these years. But you have to realize that that's the greatest gift you can give yourself fucking up because then you realize, wow, if I've had that much power to do that much bad to myself, how much power do I have to, you know, actually get whatever I want in life, all the good stuff. Um, so it's very empowering. It's a lot of times everything is mindset. Um, that's why I like Keith a lot in his stuff because mindset seems so stupid, but it's so huge. The best example I always give people is if you're my friend and you we're both walking down a busy street and, you know, in general, you don't like people. You think, you know, they're going to screw you over and in general, you don't like them. And, you know, I think people are great. They're full of opportunity. So we can both walk down the same street and you're surrounded by all this negative energy and all these people that you don't like. And I'm just, you know, like fully enjoying myself. Like I, everybody that I see, you know, they inspire me, all that stuff. And we're both walking that same street, but our mindset is literally shaping like the experience, like physically, like you're around bad people and around good people and it's the same people. It's all in our head, man. Everything basically in life is just all in your head. Yeah, that, that, that's a good point because like, you walk around with a negative mindset and all these limiting beliefs then like it just makes it that much harder for you Mm -hmm. you know because you're you're kind of like searching for like let's say okay let's say you have the limiting belief that okay i can't get a job right and then essentially you're going into the world wherever you can in your resume in the back of your mind you're thinking oh i can't get a job and then you're kind of looking for situations that kind of fulfill that right like mm-hmm. so it's almost yeah it'll be a, a self-fulfilling prophecy yeah you'll make it happen if you think people are bad you'll encounter plenty of bad people because you think they're bad if you think people are going to fuck you over you're probably going to get fucked over mm-hmm. whereas if you think that you know every bad thing in life is just an opportunity to get better then it's almost like nothing bad in life can happen to you because you know if you get fired from a job it's like fuck yeah that was awesome dude i can get a better job i can work in my business if you i don't know break your arm you're like dude fuck yeah that was awesome i could just sit at home and you know work on my home business now uh, whereas if you don't then life gets really scary because if you think about it if you have that negative thing about people then you literally live on a planet like filled with beings that i have like are gonna harm you and like gonna ruin you like of course you're gonna be anxious and depressed and like fucking like fight or flight like it's gonna be bad like yeah, and, and that's the thing, too, like, you get, see, for me, like, I used to think, oh, I, I'm, a, I'm an introvert. I used to, like, not talk to people. I used to think, like, oh, I'm, to- I'm introverted, like, that's why I can't talk to people. But then I realized, like, okay, well, I'm on a planet filled with, like, over 7 billion people. If, if I can't talk to people, like, this is, this is a people planet, like, <laughs> at some point, you need to just go out and realize, like, okay, I'm not an introvert. That was a limiting belief. And just start talking to people. that's a very very interesting point to me because I have the same thing I consider myself a huge introvert you know like I used to you know not be able to speak in class like when I got out the bus I couldn't say thanks to the bus driver that would give me anxiety and recently my girlfriend keeps telling me that you know Kyle you're an extrovert you get energy around people I'm like what like 
I know myself for like 20 years I've been a hardcore introvert and I don't know much of the science behind it but I think what they usually say is that an introvert gains energy from being alone and an extrovert gains energy from being around people but I, I have a theory that it's almost all in your mind because if you believe that you're an introvert and that you know um, you feel uh, you don't want to go to this party or something like it's you don't like talking to people then of course just being there is going to drain your energy and being alone like you don't have those negative thoughts so you're going to regain energy so I want to say like I'd be curious to like look more into it but I want to say it's almost like all in your mind yeah it, yeah, it just I beliefs think, I think it is all in your mind because let's say you consider yourself a hardcore introvert and then your friends invite you out for a party in the back of your mind you're kind of you're battling that you're like okay I'm this mm -hmm. introverted person and I know I'm an introvert but I'm at a party where I have to socialize alright there's a clash there it's like you're, you have your introvert side of you and you're, at, you're then you're at the party and it's like kind of clashing mm -hmm. but if you frame it as like okay I'm going to this party and I'm an extrovert and then it's, it just becomes easier for you because like you know like oh I can talk to people I'll be fine and you're kind of flowing with it but exactly. I think that's where your mindset comes in to it and that's where it's so important because your mindset can help you kind of flow through. It's kind of like that saying where you said, uh, um, what was that saying where you said like life is kind of like what you make of it? Like every every opportunity that yeah. you miss is an opportunity to get better. Every downfall is an opportunity to get better. And that's just like, that's such a good mindset to have because you literally cannot lose with that. You're always going to be flowing because every time you have a failure or what you think is a failure you're not going to get stuck there. You're just going to realize, like, okay, this is a failure. I'm going to learn from it. I'm going to, it's going to teach me a little bit more, and then I'll get better here and, you know, improve here, sharpen the saw, fish the saw, like, push the envelope a little bit, and then I'll keep going. For sure. Like, um, yeah, um, the introvert thing, yeah, it's it's a really big thing. But especially if you look at your failures as almost, like, successes and you kind of, like, like them, then life becomes a whole different thing. Um, the best example is in the pickup community, you know, they have you talk to random girls because, you know, if you see a girl in the street, why, if you want to talk to her, you should be able to. And, of course, you're going to get rejections doing that. And what they teach you is you actually, to like rejection, when you get rejected, you should almost, like, celebrate. Like, fuck yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> because it was, you know, you're not in your basement just, you know, eating, like, Cheetos, like, getting high, jacking off. You're actually interacting <laughs> in the world. So even getting a girl being like, get away from me, you creep, is actually, like, a huge win. And if you take that and you apply that to anything, then, dude... If you get, you know, you you ask for a raise at work and your boss laughs at you, you're like, holy shit, I had the balls <laughs> to ask my boss for a raise. That was awesome. He laughed at me. That was great, dude. <laughs> and you sort of like, at the start, you're going to think like you're going crazy. But if you just, you can, you can brain, uh, you can, what do you, how do you call that? You can, you can change your brain to like uh, do anything you want, man. You just have to do it. And slowly by little by little, you change yourself into a positive person because people don't realize how bad negativity is. It's 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 like it just kills you, man. Yeah, like it, it drains the room. Like I used to be insanely negative, you know, like I used to I used to have some really negative mindsets. Like I used to think like, OK, the world is just how it is. I can't change. Like I have all these barriers in front of me. Like there's no way to improve myself. There's no way like life is just what it is. And then because of that, it just makes it. It just makes it worse because it's such a... I, don't know, I just don't understand negativity. I'm maybe rampant, ranting a little bit here, but I just don't understand negativity. Like, why why spend all of your life being negative when you can just shift that, you know, become an opportunist, like a, an optimist, and just coast through life, like enjoy yourself? Mm -hmm. 
It's hard to understand. I think when people get into a different mindset, they, they have trouble understanding their past mindset because I used to be very negative as well. And I kind of also, same thing, don't relate to that at all anymore. But I know negative people that, you know, you talk to them all positive. It's like you're a hippie, dude. You're like this delusional, like, high guy that's just, oh, bro, it's all good. Everything's going to work out, man. Yeah. But, like, it is. It is all good, man. Everything is going to work out if you let it. Uh, it might not work out in the way that you think it will, but it will. Life just goes on. And uh, I think taking a step back and not putting too much importance on yourself is really huge, too. Because if you think that everything should be, if you think that no bad things should happen to you, it's almost you think like you're a god, like, you know, like life not dare bring negativity on your way. But if you just step back, you guys, you know what, I'm just some weird hairless ape chilling on a planet <laughs> with other hairless ape, you know, and sometimes I bump into a rock, sometimes, you know, a rock jumps on me or jumps on me, falls down on me. Yeah. Then, you know, you just realize that all these things they're okay you know you're chilling you, you everything's good man so it, it helps a lot for sure yeah because i think no one really knows what what's going on here you know we're like if you that i like that we're all hairless apes chilling on a on a planet like like do we really know what's going on here like th does anyone really know <laughs> i don't think so man I, I don't think so like uh why are we here and that, those are big existential questions but i think um improving yourself is a great way because i think the point of life is you know like people think getting money and all that stuff but evidently it's only for happiness right like what else are you going to do except to be happy if i were to give you literally you know if you're a young dude if i were to give you man like like five luxury cars five mansions all the models in the world but it's like a genie wish but you could never be happy or you could always be happy and you have to be homeless like which would you choose I think I think that'd be a real hard question for most people, um, but obviously, like, what are you living in this life if not to be happy? Because you experience it through your brain. If you experience something through the shade of like misery, it doesn't matter. But you could experience like the feast of gods, and it would be the worst thing in the world to you. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I think we have to just step back and just really sit into. You have to orient your goals towards that goal, because. Like you said, we're just, we're just, we don't know what we're here for. We're just, we don't even know. I think most people, what fascinates about people is they don't understand that we're animals. Like they think humans, like they know that of course we're something, but humans are just like these, these human people, these people, and we're just like almost like aliens. It's like, no, you're an animal. So all these things, of course you're based, of course you're not going to have motivation to, you know, do something sometimes. Of course you have these weird feelings because you're literally like a beast you're like you're like a wolf like you yeah. think a wolf is like rational like you're barely more rational than a wolf or like a bear or like you know like a bunny like like barely your brain is more evolved but you don't not that much yeah yeah and that's the thing that i think jordan pearson was talking about this in one of his episodes but he's saying how like humans like a lot of humans say the thing like oh okay i would never do something like that or like i would never like let's say do this in my life or i'd never treat someone like that or i'd never like do this but like you'd be surprised what you what you would be able to do whether good for good or bad if you were given if you were in that situation like mm -hmm. i think people don't realize what they're really capable of doing whether it's a good thing like you know making like in like living a happy life like getting everything you really want out of life or there's a bad thing like committing certain crimes or just like things totally out of, out of their control you know you'd be surprised because we're animals we're just very true yeah, Jordan Peterson calls it, I think, embracing your shadow. 
and it's, it talks about like all the bad stuff that you can do um, because people, yeah, they, they like to think of themselves as all good. So it almost comes back to the excuse thing. It's like, you know, they couldn't possibly be this lazy, unmotivated, you know, kind of like cruel person, kind of like, you know, intolerant person. But you are. You have to embrace all of you um, because if you fight back against it, it, it won't work. Um, and yeah, it, in the right situation, most people, there's a very slight difference between all, all humans. And uh, I think we're something like genetically like 99.98 the same. Even if you look completely different from someone else, you're mostly the same person. So that means, you know, if you see someone that's, you know, a heroin junkie under a bridge, like you're, you're not that far from being that person. But that also means that if you look at Bill Gates that has, you know, $60 billion, you're also not that far from being Bill Gates. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could also be very good, very bad. So it's up to you to figure out, you know, I think a lot of it is why you want to get something. Because people all think, you know, of course I want to be rich. But do you really, do you really want to take like 12 hours a day to work? Or really do you want to, do you like chilling on your couch watching TV for four hours a day? People don't realize that they actually really value and enjoy these things. Um, so if that's what you want to do, that's fine. But then you have to realize that doing that makes you give up on your other things. So if you do want to be rich, you you can't think of it as just, you know, you like the idea of being rich more than actually being rich because being rich entails a lot of sacrifices. And maybe you don't want to do those sacrifices, and that's fine, you know. We need people to just chill and, you know, not do much. If you think that's, if you enjoy that, if you find it that fulfilling, then don't let people tell you that, you know, you should wake up at 5 a.m. and write your motivation journal. Like, fuck that. Like, do whatever you want to do. Yeah, dude. I think the same thing applies in a gym. Like, there's people like, oh, like, I just want to be jacked. But they don't see all the work that they have to put in to get, to get, like, to work out. Like, the daily, mm-hmm. the daily hours, I, I'm, I'm pretty burnt out. <laughs> pretty much, eh? Yeah, but no, like, same buddy, man. How, how long was that? That must have been a long time. No, I think...